I really hope to God my mouth is not all that wet today because I really wish it was drier because I really don't need any words sounding when I'm when I speak so sorry about the little tangent it is is it a tangent if you start something with you know being weird is that just weird or is that a tangent I think that's a valid question that should be answered by anyone who's listening please talk to me I'm so lonely so lonely anyway today I want to talk about the new daredevil season uh, season two of daredevil because I finally finished watching it. I watched it with my mom, so it took me a little while to get through it all because, you know, she's not that big on binging the entire thing. Um, She really enjoyed the first season, so that's why I had to watch the second season with her. You know, it was only right. And after that, I want to talk about the new comic, Deadly Class, the new issue of the comic, Deadly Class, because it was insane, which the entire comic series is insane but this one specifically was pretty cuckoo for cocoa puffs all right so first things first the new daredevil comic not daredevil comic god the new daredevil season the new daredevil season was wonderful to use any other word is just wrong it expounded on things that we already knew and characters we already loved in the first season and it showed a definite development from from first season to second season for each character. Karen, her character definitely grew from the death of Ben in the first season to becoming a sort of journalist in this season. Oh, by the way, this will be a spoiler-heavy review of the new season. So be wary of that, I guess. I mean, honestly, if you haven't seen it by now, you really don't want to watch it. Let's just be real. Um, Anyway... The uh, Karen, the Karen, that's her name now, the Karen. The Karen has definitely, definitely, um, her character has definitely grown, has definitely changed perspectives on a lot of things. Uh, Foggy is still the lovable Foggy that we know and love, but he definitely does grow. He grows very mature in this season and... Honestly, I kind of hate Matt. I kind of hate him at the end of this season because he was just such a bitch on a lot of stuff. I mean, he was badass as all hell, and him dealing with Elektra and the Punisher, all of that was great. But him as Matt, I think he's kind of being a bitch. Like, all heroes go through that bullshit about, I don't want other people to get in issues and trouble because of me. Like... Oh no, they're going to find out and get put in issues and be put in danger by my villains. Which is something every hero goes through. But at the end of it, they realize it's incredibly lonely. And if they truly love the other person and care about the other person, then they'll let the other person make decisions for themselves. Which is why, you know, Spider-Man told Mary Jane that he's Spider-Man and Aunt May that he's Spider-Man. Which is why Civil War was so huge. But I guess I can have that discussion at a later time. But Matt is just... He acts like such a bitch because his character gets so many women that he's interested in to love him. And he loves them back. But he's so self-sabotaging because he doesn't actually explain things around them. You know, reason relationships break up because of secrets. 
And that's all he lives with. All he lives with are secrets that he keeps from absolutely everyone. So there is really no reason that any of them should trust him or any of them should love him. But he finds it so, I don't know, annoying and important that he keeps these secrets for their protection. Which, I guess, in some situations makes sense. But not in that. You know, they're in a romantic relationship or they're in a best friendship and he still lies to them on a daily basis. He just, he pisses me off to no extent. But as Daredevil, my god, he became such a bamf. He learned how to track people on more than just their heartbeat, but on their um, their breath sounds, which he was taught by Stick, who does come back in a little later in the season. And we have Elektra who comes in at the la- later in the season, but the season starts out with the Punisher. So for those who don't know, the Punisher, Frank Castle, is just the hardest dude that you will ever meet, and he's not afraid of killing. So the first four episodes, I feel, are the Punisher setup arc, because if you watch the season, you'll see that it has a very finite end to it. Then seasons uh, episode five to episode thirteen has a very finite arc to it. It's not over, but that's that's the whole of the story, you know, that you can tell. But the first four seasons, first four episodes, they are a finite arc. They, they introduce you to the Punisher. They show the relationship between the Daredevil and the Punisher. And they show the Punisher being caught after having to deal with being tortured and being just the hardest motherfucker that you will ever meet. So I found, I thought it was then going to be, you know, 13 episodes. So there would be three arcs and just a finale. But no, there was just two arcs, which is probably better in the long run. So after we are introduced to the Punisher and all of his life, we then have Elektra to deal with. And Elektra comes onto the scene, I guess, throwing knives at Matt in his apartment, which, you know, Matt being as bamfy as he is can just catch the knife like that. Mm, Excuse me. Anyway, so then when we're introduced to Elektra, we immediately know that she's an an amazing, an amazing gymnast or athlete. We immediately know that she's almost as badass as Daredevil, if not more badass, depending on your opinion. And through her character and through the flashbacks that we get between the two, it shows that there's such a deep connection between them that the reason that they ended was so, you know, bittersweet because she wanted him to kill someone, but he couldn't. He just couldn't. Now we know that he does, you know, get close to doing it many, many times, but he always pulls back, which I kind of have an issue with just on the fact that, sure, he can't play judge and jury, but as a vigilante, he already is playing judge and jury. He's just not playing executioner. And if you're going to go for two of them, you might as well go for the full thing. I mean, if you're going to miss... If you're going to miss miss heaven by three inches, why not make it a mile, you know? So, with his character, 
he has to deal with this huge issue uh, with Elektra being the black sky, which is this huge thing that we're not entirely sure of what it is yet. I'm thinking it's either a nuke or some weird-ass, you know, superhero avatar mode. Like God Mode Superman or Super Saiyan Blue for Goku or when Aang goes into the Avatar state. I'm thinking that's what it's going to be more than likely with Elektra. But at the end of the season, she gets placed into this giant black urn that's weird and cool. And originally I thought it was going to be a gigantic nuke. But then they call her the Black Sky and it's weird as fuck. So it's just, it's so confusing. But when Stick comes back, he explains to them that... There's this war. He explains to Matt that there's this war that they need to fight, which is a war that he trained him for when he was young and he has trained Electra for since the beginning. And so they fight and they find out that this war is a thing, but Matt doesn't really believe it's as mystical as he belie- as Stick believes. Even though, you know, Daredevil's whole arc uh, in the comics has to deal with a lot of mysticism, seeing as Danny Rand who has finally got an actor in the Netflix series. Danny Rand, who is Iron Fist, literally gets his powers from a fucking dragon. Or the fact that Doctor Strange exists in this world. So he's going to have to, you know, get used to a lot, considering. But he's very skeptical on the whole mystical part of this war, even though it's obvious that something is happening that is unexplainable by science. And, I mean, he's technically unexplainable by science, and yet he can't accept that there are people who can defy even his logic. You know, being that um, the the ninja who he thought had died in the fire, I think his name began with a Y, but I'm not entirely sure, who died in a fire is still alive because the hand, which is the bad guys, the uh, enemy in the war have created something or found something that'll nullify death, essentially. Which I guess is why they had to drain all those people of their blood um, to then feed it into Elektra when she dies. Which she does die at the end of the series, at the end of the season. But then she gets placed into the giant black urn. So I'm thinking it's like a rejuvenation something, like a resurrection urn. I think that's probably what it's going to have to be. And then we have the Punisher's storyline, which is so amazing. He ends up being jailed after uh, Nelson and Murdoch try and, you know, get him off the hook for a little bit of what he did. But he ended up going to jail because of something that he had to do for Fisk. I'm not entirely sure. That's not really explained. It's just... A guard says to him while he gets on the stand, Think about, think about them. Think about what you want, Frank. And so you see him just contemplate it. And so it's it's interesting because you're not entirely sure what's happening. Sorry, I'm cracking my knuckles. You're not entirely sure what's happening because... He doesn't really explain what it is that Frank needs to think about, which I guess leaves speculation up to the viewer, but I would like a little bit more clarification on that. So he ends up going to jail, ends up being in the same place as Wilson Fisk, 
and Fisk gets Frank to kill the kingpin in the jail. And so Fisk then becomes the kingpin. And let's, and let's, and let's, yeah, words, and let's Frank out of prison because they have some sort of, I don't know, mutual hate for each other. It's weird. It's like Fisk shows his dominance over Frank and Frank says, if I ever see you again, none, one of us is not leaving alive. And Fisk says, I wouldn't expect anything else. So I guess it's more a respect that they have for each other, or at least a momentary truce, because Fisk is letting Frank leave the asylum, leave the prison. So I think that was actually really interesting and really well done, because there's a whole scene where Frank has to like defeat all these prisoners in just like a long hallway, because Fisk tried to pull one over on him. But Frank, being the badass that he is, didn't let that happen. Because fuck them. Because fuck them. And so in the end of the season, while Daredevil and Elektra are fighting through hand wave after hand wave, you see the Punisher shooting at them. Shooting at the hand, helping helping Matt and Elektra deal with the bad guys because... He has such respect for such respect for the Daredevil, which I'm pretty sure he knows is Matt because of how Matt said Frank a few times. So I'm pretty sure he knows he just didn't say anything because, you know, that's Matt's secret to tell if he ever wants to. But we do get some really interesting story with Frank that I thought was absolutely wonderful. Um... Now, with his arc, it is explained slightly more in the um, in the second part of the season where we have the reason he is the way he is because of some weird scientific shit, because of the commander that he listened to while he was in the army. I think he was in the Iran War. I'm not entirely sure the original war that Frank Castle was in because, you know, they do reboot characters every now and again, so it's more of a modern day. Um, so I'm not entirely sure what war Frank Castle in the comics was originally in, but in this season, he was in the Iraqi war. Um, and from there we find out that he's as badass as he is always. He was always that way. And he is the way he is because his family were killed in a massacre at some park. So he and his family were at a park and a picnic and they were just, you know, enjoying life. But the cartel, the Irish, and I don't know, I think the Yakuza had a deal that went so sideways. And everyone died except for Frank. And so he needed to find the person who had the deal, who set this deal up. And it turned out to be someone called the Blacksmith, who then turned out to be his CO in the Iraqi War. So he ended up killing his CO in the end, and so that was fun. Now, Karen's character, we have her leaving uh, Nelson and Murdoch because Nelson and Murdoch is being disbanded because Foggy can no longer trust Matt. She becomes a reporter at the place where Ben worked. That I forget what the news paper is actually called, but she becomes a reporter there, so that's, you know, that's interesting because she kind of leaves... 
becoming a legal assistant and just gets a job. Like, she doesn't even have the job. She just shows up and works and she gets paid. That's that's really interesting. I wish that's how it worked in real life, but it's not. So don't go trying. But if you are able to get something like that to work for you, please tell me because I would be really interested in finding out about that. And anyway, she she goes on this whole spree trying to figure out what really happened to Frank because she doesn't believe that he's just a cold-blooded killer because he's not. His goal is to eradicate the world of people who would harm innocent civilians, which, you know, is very good. It's very well done. But the idea of it is that he is playing judge, jury, and executioner. He's the punisher. And Daredevil doesn't like that. And Karen doesn't like that. But he's a necessary evil, according to him. So that's all very interesting. Um, As I said, he ended up killing his CO after CO thought he was dead because a ship exploded and it was weird and it was bullshit. Because we're not really told how he survived. I think he jumped off the boat before the bad guys opened fire and it exploded. But whatever. And so the final episode, the final scene of the final episode shows Matt talking to Karen at the offices. She's like, why am I here, Matt? What, what the fuck is happening? You know, they did date in the middle of the season and it was nice and I loved it. But... Then he kept pushing her away because he was having to deal with the problems he was having to deal with. And she saw Electra in his bed, even though Electra was sick and not, and you know, they weren't fucking. But she was sick and in his shirt. But, you know, when your, I don't know, ex-girlfriend who you still care about is sick, you, you want to help her. Especially someone who trained with your former sensei. You know, stuff like that. It's, it's understandable. If he actually fucking told Karen about his life. But no. He has to make everything so fucking complicated. Anyway. In the end. He shows Karen his daredevil mask. So then she knows that he's daredevil. Which helps her realize certain secrets that he had. Are explainable. They're just not all that great for her. Um... But that's the end of the season. And I I think that's a terrible ending of the season. Because the first season ended, you know, rather nicely. It was happy. They were just starting out completely. Nelson and Murdoch. And it was great. They put Fisk away. It was was wonderful. But this season, it felt so... The ending felt so... I don't know. Unfinished. Because there was just... They wanted to leave you on this massive cliffhanger that... Oh no! What will Karen do? When really, it's like, we know what she's going to do. She's going to be weirded out and confused and then be okay with it. Because that's all people do when they find out that either someone they love or their best friend is a superhero. It's weird. It's bullshit. Anyway. So, overall, I'd say this season was really, really good. Again, the first arc was amazing. And then the second arc was also really good. It's just it wasn't as good as the first. Um, I think the story is definitely there. And beautifully written. I think the mysticism was wonderful as an addition. But I also think they shouldn't let it run away with them. They shouldn't just run away with it. But I haven't really read all the Daredevil comics. So I don't know how true it is to his storyline. So if you know, please tell me. Please comment. Please message me. Um, yeah, that's that's the Daredevil season. 
Now, we get to talk about what I was really excited to talk about, which is the Deadly Class new comic. Um, For those unaware, Deadly Class is a comic series made by Rick Remainder, or something like that, who also wrote uh, Tokyo Ghost and a few other things. And I think he writes Black Science, but I'm not entirely sure. I think he does. Like, 80 to... 60 to 80 percent sure um anyway so the new comic has marcus billy and some goth chick whose name is probably mentioned but i don't remember her her name uh running away from the freshman class orientation it's not orientation the freshman class finals because the freshman class finals is a killing spree now For those who have never read this comic, firstly, you need to read this comic, and secondly, the point of the story is Marcus grew up homeless. Well, he didn't grow up homeless. He had parents, and his parents died because of a crazy person committing suicide and falling on both his mother and father, and he was just kind of, whoa, because he was a baby and he was so confused. Um, He ended up going to a foster home. And blowing that place up because they were terrible. And he roomed with a um, someone who masturbated to dog shows. And hit him a lot. So he blew that place up. Um, that was fun. And ended up getting free. So he got free and was homeless for a long, long time. Until the people from the school... Uh, it has an actual name, but I'm not entirely sure of its name at the current moment. And this school trains killers. It has people from the mafia, from the cartel, from the Yakuza, from gangs in Brooklyn and everywhere, from Russia, from Germany, from all over the planet, has students there, kids there, to learn how to become killers and leaders in these gangs in these organizations and so he has to deal with learning all these new things dealing with just life in general at this weird ass school so he's a freshman and he has to deal with victor who obviously is russian and his you know existence he has to deal with falling in love with a woman from the cartel and a woman from the yakuza and he ends up fucking both of them, and it's this weird relationship that's kind of resolved by one of the girls dying. I'm not going to tell you which, because you need to read it. Um, I will say that this comic has one, not this this issue, but Deadly Class has one issue that is my absolute favorite issue of... One of my absolute favorite issues of co- any comic ever. Like, if I was ever to show someone why comics are amazing, it would be one. It would be that issue. It's the issue where Marcus starts tripping out on LSD, and everything is just shown in his drug-addled mind, and it's it's beautiful. Um. Anyway, in this new comic, we have him running away from the finals, which is that the freshmen killing each other. Because only the freshmen who don't die move on, obviously. Otherwise, you fail. And you need points. And how you get points is you kill. So if you kill one person, you get one point. If you kill ten people, you get ten points. So valedictorian is obviously going to be someone who 
killed a lot of people. But at the same time, as long as you survive, I think that's a pass. I'm not entirely sure, though. So Marcus realizes that the the head of the school, the principal, has it in for him now because of something that happened. Some huge shit went down in the comics previous before the finals. I'm not going to get into every spoiler that's in the comic. So I do want you guys to read it and experience certain things for your own right. But in this comic, we have him running away with Billy, one of his friends, with the goth chick. And they're running away trying to deal with Victor running after them, chasing after them with machine guns, with pistols, with everything, because he wants Marcus deader than dead. He hates Marcus with a passion. And so we have to deal with, he has to deal with, running away through buildings and buildings, through alleyways, trying to make sure he doesn't die. And so it's it's really interesting seeing how their lives change, how their lives um, are influenced by this hulking mass just running after them with a machine gun. And when I say hulking mass, I fucking mean hulking mass. They set up a, I don't know, like a box filled with bricks tied to tied to the ceiling or some shit and sprang the trap on Victor and it slams this dude into a fucking wall. Like, his body should be broken to shit. He gets up and he chases after them still. A car runs him over and he's still okay. The dude is insane. He is pure muscle. He is, like, you could stab him and I'm not entirely sure you could cut the skin. Um, so, they're, they just escape. They get to a house, an abandoned house, and they live there for a little while. And Billy calls the person who is sort of taking over the school during this exam. I forget the person's name. It's the fat kid. Those who've read the comic know who I'm talking about. Those who haven't, you're going to learn. Um, the fat kid is using his brains, you know, to take over the school. It's kind of like... I'm going to use anything that I can to insert my power, assert my power in this school, in this world, because now I finally have something that these people need. I can finally use my brains over their brawn. And he's a really interesting character, and it's really well done. Now, they do this um, very, very well, and Billy ends up calling him... Because Billy is so scared. He's so scared that he's going to die. Which, you know, that's the whole fucking point of Victor coming after them. To kill all three of them. He's going to die. So he calls the dude and gets a pardon for his life as long as he can lead them to Marcus and the other chick. Because Marcus is who they all really want. Because Marcus angered fucking everyone. Because he's just a fucking idiot. You know, he's definitely a relatable character because of everything that he, he's gone through and everything that I've gone through. But his character is so stupid when it comes to certain things. Like, he'll burn a bridge if he has a match. Like, he doesn't even need a reason. He'll just be like, oh, oh, look, there's this bridge here. Oh, it's made of wood? Holy shit, let me just take this match and light the entire bitch up. Holy shit, that's a pretty thing. Let me let me just, like, light my cigarette off of it. <sighs> Oh, yeah, that's a good almost friendship that I had. Um, and it's it's so bullshit because he's so willing to do it for no reason. 
that he just he gets fucked over by a lot of people because he's fucked over a lot of people and it's annoying and stupid and I want to smack Marcus a lot but you know that's how it happens um and so in this comic we have Victor showing up killing um a lot of people shooting a lot of people I think Billy gets caught up in the crossfire and does die I'm not entirely sure though and Marcus is just on the run now he's just running forever and that's how it's kind of ended. That's how this comic ended. And it was a very good comic. A very good comic. And again, this is one of my favorite comics of all time. So if you are going to ever start reading comics, I guarantee you that you need to start with this. It's not the best comic ever. In fact, it's, I'd say, top 10 of best comics. But. You need to read this comic. I don't care what you start with, but at some point, you need to read this comic. Um, that's about all the time I have for today. I want to thank you all for listening, and to catch up on anything that I'm doing, go to at Winsander on Twitter, on Instagram, and even on Vine. I don't really Vine. I'll share stuff, but that's about it. Um, Tumblr is drharlequin.tumblr.com. Um, you'll find a link because I usually link my blog, which is oldfashionedgeek.wordpress.com, in the description. You can find a link to all my social media at my blog, so that'll be fun, right? Right. Um, next time, there's something that that happens that I'm kind of interested in finding out. And that is how my friend Dylan feels about certain comics and the new trailers that have come out. And now my friend Dylan, some of you may know as the person who is in charge of Nerd Talk TV on YouTube, which if you aren't subscribed, you definitely should go over there. He talks about a lot of the same things that I do. I just go into more depth on certain things that he doesn't. He has some unboxing of Loot Crate, and in fact, recently he's been um, doing panel-by-panel analysis of the new Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comics, which have honestly been really interesting. So my friend Dylan is going to be on the podcast next time this, uh, I think next Tuesday is when we're going to be able able to record, and it's going to be me, Josh, and Dylan. So that's going to be really fun. I'm really interested in hearing what he has on certain things. So definitely tune in next time, because that's going to be extra special and extra awesome. So... I hope you guys have a great day, and thank you for listening to this rambly, rambly podcast. Goodbye. I love you.